This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey everybody, and welcome to Love About Town, a podcast where two brown nerds try to be the best in love, dating, sex, and relationships. Here, as always, it's me, your host, Kenise Mobley, and... Your boy, Rohan, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Love About Town. We have Frankie French on this week, the wonderful Frankie French. And we're talking about Army Hammer and his sex scandal, heists in general. And we get into an extended discussion on Frankie's wonderful daughter. Uh, so without further ado, let's introduce Frankie French, everybody. Thanks for listening. Woo! Okay, so this is a very important question. What happens when you drink cocaine? Yeah, what does happen? <laughs> the same thing as when you snort it. I mean, it's all just a means of getting... <laughs> Wait, can you drink cocaine? I didn't know that. Neither did I. Why do you think people go like this and then rub it on their teeth? I thought it was like, could it goes in the gums and the gums go? Yeah, right I was like, I was like, yeah, it's like if you're a cop, that's how you. That's that's like what they oh, do. Oh no, like cops school. aren't supposed to do that. That's just called doing drugs. They're actually oh. <laughs> they, they have actual little test kits. Oh, they, they dump some of whatever the drug they think that it is into the mm. test kit, shake it around, and then depending upon what color it turns, will determine. You know, is that crack cocaine is it methamphetamine is it ketamine like it'll <sighs> let you know what it is yeah cops aren't that's just the movies where they okay. go uh, andre yeah pack up the stuff they don't, yeah. they don't, <laughs> they don't <laughs> i was like all cops in their training have to do cocaine deep deep cover and they're about to get murdered because they're suspected to be a cop Mm. Then yeah, then they can snort all the cocaine and then kill someone to prove that they're not a cop. Yeah, yeah. that's right. You gotta you gotta do all the drugs. And then you I always picture like the cop like tasting the cocaine and then it's like the CSI cop, they like do the same thing and they took the they like, Yep, it's blood all right. That's Pepsi, all right. Okay, this is not what we were gonna talk about, but like the idea of consuming someone else's blood is so disgusting to me. Like, yeah. I, you know, no. people are like, don't kink shame, but like on a sanitary level, like, no, 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 away no. from no. me. Um, no. And the news recently, uh, this is not the news story, but this is a news story mm -hmm. that Army Hammer is a cannibal and was requesting the blood of women. Mm -hmm. um, who? who? You didn't hear about this, okay? It is Bitch, no. Explain. <laughs> you don't yeah. have to walk into. Yeah, so he's like requesting <laughs> women's blood, and it's like so scared. Like, you know, I need to just back that up. Back what? Up. Okay. Explain okay. to, to everyone. I need you to back that ass up. Okay, okay thank what? you. Thank you. Do you know the actor Army Hammer? He was in Call Me By Your Name. He was in Sorry to Bother You was like the weird. I know uh, the name. Let me Google real quick. Yes. Um, he's been in other stuff. He was he's in. He's is like ideal man. He's not my ideal man. He is one type of man that I like, which is this weird. Oh, like, yeah. He's yummy. Yeah, I know. Exactly. He's, he's yummy, but there's like a like a straight laced uptight looking man and yeah. that is like a particular kink it's not what i want all the time but sometimes i'm like oh i just want to ruin a person who looks like they're from the 50s that's mm -hmm. him okay 
he recently got divorced I was like thrilled it's not like I'm gonna marry him or whatever but I was just like it is on okay yeah yeah, yeah. There's then, the- I spent the night at Mark Wahlberg's house when I was totally obsessed with him so Whoa. we're gonna get into that yeah we're gonna get back to we're that we're gonna get back to that but his dms were leaked and in them he's like messaging lots of people he's talking about how like he wants to eat people he's like i'm a cannibal like i got so hard thinking about like holding yeah. your heart in my hands oh, in no, your no. blood like all that um so yeah that is army hammer uh he likes drinking blood which i find completely disgusting okay um it is yeah let let's kink shame you know i, I mean i'm not <laughs> i don't I think that it was i don't like no there's no need to it's not the kink i think that that i mean obviously it is the kink people are like <laughs> what the hell but i think it was also more that he like the women were like hey i appreciate this is your kink but please stop sending me this and then he was like what's that i would love to hold your heart in my hand you yeah know? Uh, so he was like ill you can't be a rapey vampire yeah yeah you can't without the like, without the consent of the other person if the other person is like oh yeah i I'm love gonna take giving you my blood i'm gonna put it in your mouth but it's not gonna be attached to your body it's Ew, like okay strap it into a blender and drink dick yeah all day cool go nuts <laughs> You gotta have the consent. When you want to murder somebody, whether it's real or fake, you have to have their consent. Come on, everybody. (laughs) I mean, like, I've had a guy eat me out of my period, but like, uh, that's my limit. No, it's not. My body was already getting rid of that blood. You can't have my like fresh, usable. Wait, what's his face? What? Because I, because. The That's last few times, I, though, I, I, okay, is does that really? I this is the something that like when I've never, I've always taken a woman's word on it because I've never done it before. They're like, hey, you don't want to go down there. Um, uh, it's my period. And I'm like, okay, but you had a guy who went down on you. What was his? What did his face look like afterwards? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Exactly what you think it yeah, would look like. Exactly like you think in your mind, like it looked like you, you see like vampire movies and they're like, yeah, <laughs> come up and there's, yeah, it looks exactly really like yes. okay. So, so they're like, no one's like exaggerating. It's not like people are feeling subconscious. It really no. does just, no, 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 no. It, it looks like a crime scene. Yeah, I was gonna say it should be cordoned off with, yeah, like, like it's it was it was certainly a look. I will say that. It's a look. It, and, but you got off still. You got off. Yeah. It didn't feel like any differently than getting off in another way. No. I mean, also, I was drunk. Okay, so true. Mm-hmm. That, that was part of it. My husband every month in go- on going to, in to going down on me because I always say, oh, my period's over. It's not. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> I suck, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and, and every time he goes, are you, are you sure this time? I'm like... <laughs> Totally sure. Totally over. Yeah. Definitely over. Ah, mm. uh, you vampire looking <laughs> bitch. I got you. <laughs> and, I, and every time he's like, see, this is why I can't fucking leave your crazy ass. I've been mean, taking blood for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> that's see, that's like lovely though. Yeah. <laughs> like that is like comforting and like it makes me believe in the bonds between people and therefore society in a way that like brings me joy. But no, it's not I, like you're like, eat it! <laughs> eat my blood! <laughs> From this vial. Yeah. No, but I did, I will confess, I posted about this some years back and people went, 
bananas on the internet. I had guys in my DMs like calling me a monster. Oh. And, oh yeah. I'm not, well, I'm, this, this is a sex show, right? So I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, no, I'll no, go nuts. My yeah. confessions. Um, let me preface this by saying I did not in any way take any kind of advantage of my husband at the time. Of, we, oh, yeah. of course, we, it was all consensual. Yeah. Oh no, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so it's not that's consensual. Not, that's not fully true. Um, okay. all right. <laughs> no, the, it's getting better and better. So let me tell the story. So um, we were just dating at the time. We were dating and my husband, so I was a nerd, Kenise. I used to be a nerd, like a big time fucking goober. And the area where we grew up in, my husband was very cool. He was very cool, very well-known. Um, super popular, like, you know, hip hop kind of dude, you know, kind of thug, kind of rock and roll, just a really cool fucking guy. Yeah. Everyone know. even to this day, we cannot go anywhere without someone knowing him, right? Okay. Um, or some bitchy fuck, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we were dating and he comes over my house and he kept saying that he had to, I got to leave at 10. I have to leave at 10. Mm. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, he's going to see a bitch, right? <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, fuck that shit. No, he's not tonight, Jack. Not on my time, not on my dime. Mm -hmm. And so I may or may not have slid a Zanny bar in his screwdriver. <laughs> you. And what happened? And, and yeah. He went to sleep, right? As planned. I was like, yes, he won't be going to see that bitch tonight. Yeah. So he's asleep. His carcass is over here in a coma and mm -hmm. I'm watching TV. Sure enough, 10.35, his phone starts ringing. I'm like, oh, here go the bitch, wondering where he was at, because he's supposed to be there clearly at 10.30, because he needed to leave here at 10. And if I do my math correctly, she gonna be calling about 10.35, which is yes. now. Hello? <laughs> this is me, right? Yeah. Hi, this is Bob with blah, blah, blah. Is uh, Charles there? I'm his boss. He's supposed to be reporting to work <laughs> right now. Is he, is he? And I was like, oh, um, we're in the ER. He had food poisoning. I couldn't say I, I, I've drugged him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to say that. You don't want to say that. I couldn't say that. Yeah. So yeah, this, I was in my 20s. I was a fucking idiot. I was mm -hmm. a monster. I have since apologized and confessed. He knows all about it. He's like literally standing over there. Nice. Yeah. And um, so ladies, all I'm saying that to say is calm the fuck down. Okay. <laughs> well, he lost his job. Um, Wait, what? Oh yeah, he lost his job. Oh, Girl, he lost, he no called no showed it like he oh, yeah. lost the job yeah, yeah. Okay. but he has since gotten a job oh yeah he's he, <laughs> <laughs> he got a job like the next week and um i confessed probably like before we got married but years later um mm -hmm. uh, okay well because you okay. don't go oh hey um, remember how you got really weirdly tired all of a sudden like, <laughs> yeah that's just, i just like i dropped like like half a Zanny bar, like in yeah. that really good screwdriver I made you. Yeah. I watched you like a hawk and I kept taking your kept taking your vitals. Oh. Just to make sure yeah. that's true. I had a I had a, a blood pressure cuff. I'm not even kidding. And I took his vitals through the night to make sure that he wasn't dying. That's um, good. That's good. Wait, well, is, I mean, do people die from Zanny? I mean, I guess people die from anything. Well, you're but... not supposed to mix any. Well, one, people aren't supposed yeah. to take other people's medication. Right, of course. Two, you're not supposed to mix anti-anxiety or any kind of sedative with alcohol. Really? Okay, that explains some things. Okay. Yeah, and three, I'm not a doctor, and I don't know what <laughs> can kill the human body. Like, I don't know how much 
you should dose someone so that you can make them pass out so they don't cheat on you. What's that amount? <laughs> I don't yep. know. It's just a yep. two dashes are crazy. One dash will mount a tick. This yeah. Yeah. No, don't. So ladies, don't. If This is a cautionary tale, okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't do that. It's, mm-hmm. it's fucking insane. Like it's, it's bananas. <laughs> yeah. I will not do that. No, I, I'm, no, not gonna, don't, I'm not going to no. be doing that. I don't, because the doctors won't prescribe me Xanax. I keep asking. They give me <laughs> razapam instead, so. Let me double down. It wasn't even my Xanax. It was my mom's Xanax. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. He's getting better and better. So it's just like third party. Nice. Drugs. Like I went into her stash, mm-hmm. took her, one of her pills. Mm-hmm cracked it in half, crushed it, and then just dusted it in the bottom of, so I, and I made his, I made his screwdrivers in a Pilsner. And uh, okay. you know what a Pilsner is? No. So you know those big tall glasses you get beer in? Yes. The ones that are like that, yeah. That's a Pilsner. You can get like an eight ounce, 16 ounce, 22 ounce. Yeah, it does. So a giant, a giant screwdriver. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was like probably just the screwdriver would have done the job. But yeah, yeah. I like to hedge Damn. my bets. So <laughs> yeah, I don't think that I, if I did that, it would I'd be arre- I'd probably be arrested immediately. Yeah, I mean, on the spot. The no one should do that. Yeah, <laughs> Man, woman, child, they regardless of. The, no one should like that's a thing no don't get no. bad 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 don't. i will only do it i'm against it but i will only drug someone if it's part of a long and complicated heist i want to be part of a heist mm-hmm. so bad oh, i would love to for- i'm in yes, yes. <laughs> okay. right. it would be so come on rohan is looking in a very uh stoic way but no i rohan, listen i love heist so fun Dude, it be it would be incredible. I think about that all the time. As a game, like as a live game, when the world opens, could we create like comedy heists? Yes. Yes. That we go seriously. That we go on. Like someone has to have a thing. Like like I could be the heist victim. You know what I mean? And like, okay, I'm gonna risk my blah blah blah, whatever the thing is, right? And I'm gonna hide it somewhere. And and I get like everyone gets like a parameter and a whatever, and like what the parameters are of how I'm hiding it, and then. You got to form teams and try to do the heist. That oh, fun, and, right? and competing heist teams? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think we should write it as a show and pitch it. Yes. I think as a game That's... show where like you have to like form a heist team and like orchestrate. And, like, yeah. And yeah, like a, do it's this like, heist. That'd be you know, a capture the flag type of thing. But oh, it's yeah. Like, capture the yeah. flag, but way better. Yeah. Like, yeah. Way yeah. better. Yeah. Uh-huh. You, there has to be like being suspended from air. Like the yeah. air is part of it. Going down. Like, yes. You have to. Up hands. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of gymnastics. Maybe there's a coder on the team. I don't yeah. know computers yes. like that. Oh, that's somebody that's, come on. Can be like, there's no hacking scene. Oh, you have to have a hacking scene. Yep. There's a coder, there's a driver. Even if no driving is required, there's still a driver. A driver. Definitely a driver. Yeah, there's so gonna be good at, like costumes and like disguises. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I've gotta have a good backstory. Yeah. yeah. And like, two of the people on your team have to fall in love. That's oh, the yeah. yeah, whatever, like whatever team you're on. If if let's say you do the hikes and you do everything correctly, but two people don't fall in love and get together after the heist, you then you lose. Yeah, you lose the heist. Rohan, are you can I ask a question? Are yeah, you, what's up? Are you lonely during the pandemic? Am I lonely during the pandemic? No, no. I've been actually enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> 
want you want people to fall in love on the heist. I will that's the part that's part of the heist. Part of the They're heist. busy falling in love over heisting. Yeah, <laughs> they get turned off. on by the by the loot and also by the or by the booty. Huh? The booty. Oh, there oh, we go. Oh, I was right oh, there. Oh. I was right there. You, Frankie, you nailed it. And then I no 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 no. It's it's just part of the lore, like the Thomas Crown affair. They fall in love. But that's one person doing a heist and one person trying to catch the heist. That is a heist, but more so in a cat and mouse style. Wait a minute. In this movie. game, is there someone trying to also stop the heist? Ooh. Every heist has someone that's trying to derail the yes. heist. You yeah. need your Andy Garcia from Ocean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Ooh, huh. right. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. Truly, I am so team. excited about this, and I love heist movies. I love me too. Like, like not just like oh, we're stealing something like Common Criminals, but yeah, we somehow yeah. elevated it and it's classy. I cannot wait. There's a French show uh, on Netflix now called Lupin. I cannot wait to watch it. It's about like a, a black thief in Paris. I'm so excited. Oh, that's a thief show. A heister, a heist, heist. Not just he's not just like picking pockets. He's like elaborate orchestration. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah. Um, and maybe that's the fun of the show. Maybe we get like different places that are hard to break into. Yes. You know what I mean? To like let us hide our stuff in there. Obviously not give away all their secrets of how they're keeping their shit safe, but right. like give us a lower level of security for a thing. You know what I mean? And oh then my try gosh. to like, I, I want to do this. This is very, this, I, very fun. this would be every, like, this is what America needs right it's now. It's what America needs right yes. now. Good heist. Nice. Good heist. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it's got to be, what are we stealing? All sorts of things, yeah, but yeah, the winning yeah. team gets like five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, divide yeah. it up amongst the people in the team, but yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, there's right. some some sort of grand prize like that. Yeah. The winning team gets their stimulus checks. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like kind yeah, of like the Hunger Games level. Heist into the Hunger Games. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> yes, everyone forms the capital. No, okay. <laughs> we can play with the ending. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll work out the details. <laughs> the details. So maybe, it's, so maybe it's just a certain, like four groups per season. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And they go through a series of heists. Ooh, like, work out what we're well. What'd you say? Uh, I relate all heists to the Oceans movies. So yeah. like Oceans oh, 11 is like, oh, it's one heist, really. But in Oceans 12, there's like lots of small heists. Right. Yeah. Oceans 12 was bad. Whatever, I like, I like it. 12. You better leave it, alone, leave it alone. Anything with a heist in it is, did you it's see the fun. Rick and Morty heist episode? Of which episode? Uh, the Rick and Morty heist episode. Oh, I haven't yes. seen that. No. Yes, oh, I you have. You son of a bitch. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's great. It's have you all seen what? Logan Lucky? Yes. Yeah. That movie is I so like good. I like a heist. I, I yeah. love it. Yes, that movie is. That movie is great. Yeah, you can definitely reel me in with the heist. That yeah, me too. Okay, no, truly. Offline, offline. We are going to develop the show and we are going to pitch it to NBC because you... no bullshit. I feel like we should. I yeah, like, I was like, not even definitely uh, do it. Yeah. we haven't gotten into this. We record the intro at the end, but Frankie French, winner of the stand-up NBC yeah. competition, uh, uh, truly one of the most charismatic people I have ever met. As you guys uh, can hear. Yeah, like you guys can hear it. You you already know, but just like mm -hmm. hanging out with you in LA, I was like. She is so good at this. I was just like, I can't talk to people. And you were like, I will talk to anyone. I will tell these people what's up. And I was like, I respect the hell out of this. I, I'm going to try to be like this lady. 
that's uh that makes me feel good i just think i'm an idiot and like i'm i'm just too dumb not to know to not talk to people like that's that's really what's happening i'm just like ah eh, whatever oh, oh that's nice that's, okay cool let's have a combo because i'm super in love with you and you need to know all about it like that's just my life all the time no that's it so was, nice that's like yeah. such a because my all my anxiety is related to talking to people and then saying the wrong things to people and then worrying about if those things those people hate me and that's the oh god yeah i would pull my brains like if i if i, <laughs> I would because i'm saying the wrong things like that's literally it's like frankie say the wrong thing french like that's literally <laughs> i opened this talking about how i drugged my husband yeah <laughs> i was gonna say yeah you got you started off you started off hot <laughs> not a good look so I'm just like, ah, yeah it's a thing it happened i'm you know no 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 it's it's it my therapist has told me on multiple occasions that it is it is must be exhausting to be me so yeah you you ah. nailed it <laughs> you nailed it yeah no and i don't i don't mean that in like a degrading way no 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 you know, i know so bad about it i just i can and, and if i put that kind of pressure into my brain like yeah thinking about what I was saying to people, oof. No, oh you, are, you exist in the moment, which is really important and a thing that we should all be doing. Yeah. Existing love, in the moment. I love memories. Like I love stories. Mm -hmm. I love memories. And I feel like you're not going to get the memories if you don't interact with everything that's kind of around you. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like you, you're not like, it's a great story that Kenise and I were in the finals for NBC mm -hmm. and we had a great time, open bar, chatting it up, drinking it up. But it's an even better story when I turn around and tell Eric Griffin about Kenise hooking up with somebody like that. <laughs> that makes the story you hook okay, up with somebody it wasn't then? just that you told eric griffin that you told adam, adam divine that yes, i also <laughs> i think you mentioned it to um oh it, tony hinchcliffe or whatever yes, i did i did and and um uh oh yeah it was tony hinchcliffe and um oh that guy that everyone was very mad at mitch not mitch uh he is fuck it was some meat he didn't do a meet kurt metzger oh kurt metzger, kurt metzger yeah. was there yeah, Kurt Metzger. Wait, so Kenise got laid. Kenise got laid, and then you told everybody that Kenise got laid. No, she told everybody about the one time I've ever been with a woman. Oh yeah. <laughs> and they all had a, a a debate as to whether or not I was gay. It was urgent. I had. It was. It was. This was okay. Under most circumstances, mm -hmm. when your friend confides a story like that into you, yeah. you keep it to yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. However, in this particular instance, it was an emergency that I share it with the most famous people. The most famous to... people around us. Well, you have a joke well, about it too. I do have a joke, a... but I did not tell that joke. Oh, you did? <laughs> no. It was not yeah. related to what had happened no, there before. Was, yeah. there was no, I could have wanted to kept it inside. Okay. There was no reason to say it out loud. Other than Kenise needs to come to terms with the fact that she might be alive. <laughs> No, I can and, and I and I don't no, I don't say that negatively. I'm just saying that no, Kenise is not like is not oh, even Rohan. Oh. I know. Listen, you, listen. Eight pounds, six ounce, adorable <laughs> infant baby. <laughs> Fresh out your mom's womb. Amniotic fluid still in your eyes. Oh, so adorable. Kenise gave it the old college try, as they say. Yes. She gave it the so old. Here, so mm -hmm. this, oh my God, this is a thing I can talk about. 
every time I see Kenise. <laughs> I'm so happy. I'm I'm happy to have this debate. Let's it's do it. It's my favorite story. Uh-huh. Literally, of all of the stories of all the people I've ever met or been around, <laughs> okay. this story is my favorite. Okay, and tell me. Not, because here, here's the thing. It's not a judgment of the act. That yeah, sure. You can do a, a myriad of things and not be into that thing. Right. Absolutely, right? Mm-hmm. But if you say, okay, let me give you a different example. <laughs> Rahan, mm-hmm. you're at a party, right? Okay. Uh cocaine and strippers everywhere. Right. right? Okay. As as Rohan does. Of yeah. Course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's all over his face. Yeah. You um accidentally kill a hooker. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. You call me up. Oh my God, Frankie. <laughs> Get over here. And I'm like, dude, I'm right next to you. And you're like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. And you're like, what are we going to do? There's a dead hooker and cocaine everywhere. And then I go, let's cook her up and eat her. Like if Uh that's my Mm go-to, I'm not just like a casual fly-by-night weekend warrior cannibal, right? Mm -hmm. That's not what I'm doing. I'm this is my shit. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I, I yeah. might have ever tried it, but that's my shit. The reason I put it that way is <laughs> that is such a dramatic example. I hear you. I hear you. Okay, now I want to see where this is going because I agree <laughs> so, with you. I agree with this. Kinesis, you agree with that, right? So I agree with that. Kinesis' story loosely goes like this, right? Okay. Her dear friend comes to her, uh-huh. right? Very emotional, very in the moment, very mm-hmm. important conversation. Kinesis my friend, my compadre, my sister from another mister. Mm-hmm. I need to talk to you. I need to tell you, share my deep dark. I, as It's been years of me trying to even come to terms with this inside. Mm-hmm. I need to now get it out. You're the first person that I'm going to get this out to. Can we talk? And Kenise, of course, a dear like, absolutely. Kenise yeah. did the right thing. Said, yes. I will I will issue a correction to all of these details of course, later. Of course, of course we can talk. And Kenise and her friend sitting down mm-hmm. and the friend says, Kenise, mm-hmm. I'm gay. And Kenise says, let me eat that box. Now, <laughs> <laughs> Now this is now this now, is where I think the details differ. Yes. <laughs> this is my loose rendition. I feel like that is effort. the story that she told to the people I was way too nervous to speak to <laughs> before they knew my name, before they knew any details about me, before they knew I was a comedian. They yeah, none of that, none of that ended up coming up. up. <laughs> It was yeah. just about this. No, Adam Devine, I think, said, "No, that makes you gay." And I was like, "What?" No. Everyone said. Everyone was like, "I mean," and and this and again and again, I want to be very clear. I want to be very clear. There is when I say I no judgment. Yeah, there's no judgment. The light from judgment would take billions of years to get to me. That's how yeah, yeah. judgment this is. Okay? I, yeah. I I I sense that. You feel that. You gotta feel yeah. that. That's my true yeah. genuine heart. All 100%. I'm saying is, if the response, the knee jerk to I'm gay is, let me wrap that box for you one time. It just, it gives the air of, maybe I'm I think now, bit. now <laughs> what I think is that it, it was fortuitously her, her revelation that she is not straight came at a time where Kenise was like, I'm also exploring avenues of my sexuality. Now, Kenise, is that true? Can we? Can no, we? that's the thing. <laughs> We've asked that question. Mm-mm. No. Okay. 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 I'm, I'm gonna explain. Let me. Let, okay. Let me give. Let me give the actual story. Okay. Okay. 
Okay. We group of friends at first from mine, but go oh ahead. my gosh, it's very different. <laughs> we group of friends. We all live in LA for this mm-hmm. BU in LA program. One of the girls there, she and I have been hanging out the whole time. Like we're friends. Like we have a group that we hang out with, but I think we're a little bit tighter. She, mm-hmm. while we're out drinking entirely too much, um, mm-hmm. she says, uh, "Oh, like." I think she was like surprised that I didn't already know that she was gay yeah. but I was like oh that's great and this is after like I mean I like in grad school I like made out with women occasionally whatever yeah, okay uh, but like so we're like on a place where there's dancing and then making out happens and then it's like eh, you oh, know. Okay. Right. Wait, what what Tuesday that's like, you know, it's like it, it happens okay mm-hmm. um and then I where I'm driving everybody home I probably shouldn't have uh we get and i we live in like the same building and then it it escalated and that's, yeah. that's all that happened yeah no i agree and listen I, i'm gonna i'm sorry i need to rebut. <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay I need to rebut. okay uh we've talked about this this story many times mm-hmm. and here was this is this is why i frame it the way that i frame it is because i asked and so i said okay so if you're not gay, why would you do it? And she, and Kenise said, this is what you said, Kenise. What did said, I say? I wanted her to feel comfortable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he, she, she was feeling. She I was, support her so much. That's, <laughs> that's not how support works, my dude. Like, that is not. If I'm already out. making out, it's like, oh, it's just like another wet hole. Like, it's, it's, it just <laughs> felt like. It felt like a natural thing, and yeah. I wasn't sure, like at that Can time. Also, but then, when I was down there, I was like, "Oh, I am straight. I am. I am very straight. I should not be here." <laughs> this that's, is. This, I this also is have. This is. This is also an incredibly. Uh, this is. This is another a piece of evidence that Kenise is straight. I have heard every single complaint from Kenise about men, and of being like, "This guy sucks because whatever. He's bad in bed. This guy sucks because he can't. You. Can't, I can't talk to him. This guy sucks because." Uh, he, he's, he's actually an, an incel. Like this guy sucks for all of these reasons. Okay. And she's been like, instead, and she has never in the history of her, her dealing with men, when she's felt at her worst, her texts to me have never been, should I just be with women instead? <laughs> it has always been. That has always been. That's why. has no problem getting pussy. She never said that. <laughs> She's just she not telling me. Hose. You just don't no, know. I don't. Mm. Well, this is now. Now, this is an area of the I, argument. Kenise, I have the confidence say, to, if, to, to rock hose. I don't have. Uh-huh. I okay. I all right. Just, Kenise is great. Yeah. I was like, you know, I, it's yeah, me. That, Frankie, I, I have to admit, this is not the first time on the podcast we have discussed whether Kenise is straight or not. I mean, <laughs> That's the Sam Morrison, also stand up NBC finalist, also mm-hmm. hung out with us in LA. Mm-hmm. And he, he also knows this story. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why. Actually, he was calling, he's been calling me gay since we were friends. I don't know yeah. why. That's and just he, a thing. He's he just like, oh, yeah, says Kine- I'm gay. Kenise is gay. <laughs> Sam, if you're watching or listening, <laughs> I'm going to agree with her being straight. I'm doing air quotes. Yeah, right yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, some tr- people are just not there in their journey. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yes, Rohan's on the team. Yes, thank you, Rohan. Rohan, Rohan, truly, you have heard every complaint from me. If I I could have chosen to do anything else, 
to be honest, else. to be honest, I've heard complain. I've I as somebody who has a lot of women friends, they're like most of my women friends have been like, why can't I just be into girls instead? And Kenise has never said that. <laughs> I told you why she has no problems. Mm-hmm. That's Buffy the host player. Like you've heard, you've seen the vampire player. <laughs> I'm a host. Buffy the host player. Out in, in, in cemeteries at midnight with a stake. Feel me? Just picking up what I'm putting down. <laughs> I I truly I truly wish that like I love. To me, honestly, the idea of being able to like confidently sleep with like lots of people and like be cool or chill about it. That is the fantasy. I'm like, oh, I, so I cool. don't have that ability. I have zero chill. I get like, oh, I hate this person. I like this person. I'm obsessed with this person. There's only, th- there's three options yeah. and that's it. Another movie idea, a movie about a very dear, sweet young lady, Kenise, <laughs> who has just this very staunch, very vanilla, like exterior coding, everything in her life is super vanilles, right? Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> every night she goes out and she's just laying bitches down like she's just an undercover fuck boy, like from the word. Is that how Kenise joins like the this Marvel Cinematic Universe? It's like, oh, what's your what's your superpower? It's like at night I have sex with women, but I don't tell my friends. <laughs> <laughs> this show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. We'll call it hashtag come come out, Kenise. Yeah. <laughs> You're the, yeah. Hashtag come out, Kenise. I'm starting a campaign. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, this sounds like K-U-M-O-U-T, K-U-M-O-U-T Kenise. That's what that's the word. <laughs> this sounds like the plot of the movie In and Out starring Clevin Klein, where someone tells him like on someone on national tv is like i'm brave enough to come out because my, my teacher yeah, my was, gay. was gay yeah. yeah and he's like what i'm not <laughs> like i'm at the homosexual oh I'm yeah in the intersection yes that's yes. one of my favorite movies that's yeah one. So, oh my god oh, updated gender swapped in and out yes i will do that hollywood give me that money okay thank you yeah. <laughs> yes. oh my god please do an, an i will still be straight yeah. but i will do this movie yes okay yes please i want can i can i write on it i just want to yes mm-hmm. of course absolutely hell wait yeah. frankie how long have you been with your uh, is it your boyfriend or your husband it's my husband oh okay since, since 1999 what? wow Damn. Oh, sorry. He just yelled at me. 98. 98. 98. <laughs> okay. 1998. Wow. Okay. So what, just because you, to me, again, you're so charismatic. You're yeah. so able to talk to people. What was dating like before you met your husband? Are you still dating? I like, yeah. What, tell me everything. Um. So what was dating like before? I used to power date. What is that this? Was, 
So power dating is I would just say yes to anyone that asked me out. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, all the time. Like, I wouldn't sleep with anyone, but I would say yes to every, and I don't care how nerdy you were, how cool you were, everyone, I would just date everybody, male, people, didn't matter. Yeah. Um, and then, <laughs> and then I, so my husband and I, we met when I was actually like four years old. And he was my, my older brother's friend, that he was the, he was a friend of my older brothers yeah. and oh, they okay. had a dance group when I was a little kid <clears throat> and I would um and the first time I saw him I was in our basement and I was not supposed to be down there because they were having their dance practice mm -hmm. so I'm peeking around the corner just watching and I see this oh my god he was the cutest boy ever and I was like oh, he's so dreamy I wish he could be my boyfriend when I grow yeah. up yeah yeah and it was it was my husband right so <laughs> But he would, like I said, he was really, really cool. I was a big, big nerd. Like I was not cool, like 0%. Mm -hmm. He used to hide in the bathroom at lunch. Seriously. Because I find this so to hard see. to believe. Yeah. Oh, no, I used to hide in the bathroom at lunch because the, kid, the white kids would beat me up. Yeah, they would. Oh, they, well, yeah, that, they would that doesn't seem so hard to believe. Yeah, <laughs> right. They would insurrect me. Like I would be, it would be a, a daily insurrection on my face. No. <laughs> I, I mean, that's not nice, but that's a funny way that you said it. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a nightmare hellscape. Um, but when I got older, mm -hmm. I went more, I leaned more towards the punk rock. Mm -hmm. So I had this like mohawk and I just put out this tough exterior. That's cool. And then I was a defender for truth and justice. Like if you were like any sort of like um, disability or social awkwardness, if I mm -hmm. saw anyone being bullied, I was like jumping in, you know, I mean? yeah. like that was like, when I got older, that was like kind of my thing. Like a just, great quality. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, I don't know if it was a, it was more of me trying to save myself, you know what I mean? In my sure. psyche, you know what I mean? But like, that's just, even to this day, like if I see anyone being like abused in any kind of way, my mm -hmm. blood will boil. Like I will fight you in your mom in the street. Um, <laughs> yeah, if, if you see Kanice being bullied, you just are like, get away from her. She's gay. <laughs> I mean, gay that's, that's an immediate gay bashing. Like, they, this is a hate crime twice. Okay, for beating yeah. her because she's black and queer. Like, this is not okay. Yeah, not cool. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, as I grew up, um, I would see him like kind of all over wherever, like in the world, because we grew up in the kind of the same area. Yeah. And is this in I, Los Angeles or is this in like New York? No, or? this is uh, Northern Virginia. Northern Virginia. Okay, Russia, gotcha. Virginia. Um, and so I would, I would kind of see him everywhere, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, but like I said, he was cool and I wasn't particularly cool. So I would just stare at him like, <laughs> like an idiot. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> and then yeah. like, and he would be like, hey, what's up? And I'd go, eh! and then I'd, I'd roll out. Like I would not be able to talk to him. So I want to say I was probably like 17 and my best friend, this dumb whore, but my best friend at the time, yeah. oh no, she's the worst. My best okay. friend at the time, she's like, oh my God, I'm having a hotel party for New Year's Eve and Charles is going to be there. And I was like, Bitch. wait, how old is your best friend? Oh, you guys both 17? Yeah, she no, she was probably eight. She's a year older than me. But we all, I mean, back in the, when we were like teenagers, like my daughter's 15 and she's the sweetest, most innocent angel that has ever existed on earth. And I'm like, <laughs> I was out in them streets, like going to clubs at 15, like yeah. 14, 13. You know what I mean? I was out wild. at the club. Me yeah. too. I, th I think that that's wild. I would I mean, I was not out at the clubs, uh, but uh, I, I knew people who were like that. And I was like, wow, how could you do that? That's, not how could you do that? But I was like, whoa. Like, yeah, I was cool. like taking the train and the bus like by myself, like 12, 11, 12, 13, like 
just wilding out, like going from Virginia to DC. DC wasn't safe then. Like, no. Just, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Just hanging out, like what? At, like doing whatever, you know, whatever I wanted. Yeah. But when I look back, I should be a dead, like someone definitely should have kidnapped and murdered me and left me in the woods for dead. Like, you know what I mean? Like I was definitely in those situations. Right. And then when I look at my daughter, I'm like, oh God, like the thought of her, I can't even, I asked her one time, I was like, you don't ever want to like sneak out in the middle of the night and meet up with your friends and like, go get crazy. She goes, what would I do outside at night? Yeah. (laughs) My parents. (laughs) Why would I go out at night without my parents? What would I do? And just that responsible. Like one time I was like, oh my God, I wonder if she's doing drugs. So I confronted her. I was like, hey, hey man, any of your cool friends doing drugs? You know, like Yeah. And she goes, she goes, mommy, I'm not doing drugs. And I said, uh, and I said, oh, really? Well, what drugs do you know? And she goes, oh, okay. Um, I know uh marijuana. Uh I said, never mind, stop right there. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I know there's a drug called cocaine and I think it's also crack is that and I said you please, <laughs> no, yep, no, yeah. please nerd shut I up. would have been friends with your daughter uh, very hard yeah <laughs> wow. very good children yes yeah, so yeah 100% 100% her and her friends like they pull all-nighters it's just them on their FaceTime talking about anime like it's, yeah no i i like because i was the same way and like when as i got older i started doing more stuff like that and i think that that's the way to go honestly you know definitely is the way to go my route's not party when you're like uh, old enough to understand like how to do it in a in the best possible way yeah how to do molly when you're doing your Molly and you're like doing Molly and you're 18, it's cool. But like when you your brain fully developed and you do Molly, it's the best. Those are the conversations she and I have. I'm like, you know, your brain doesn't fully develop until you're 25. So yeah. any drugs you want to do, all I ask is that you just wait till you're 25 and then experiment with all the shit if you want to. But don't mm. do anything, no marijuana, no nothing. Just let your brain finish doing what it's supposed to do up there and then, you know, try all the stuff in the thing. Yeah. yeah. No, that like, I was. I, no, <laughs> I'm not an idiot. Gotta wait till I'm 25. Yeah, like you. Yeah. No, yeah. you're not. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't do pot until I was 24. Yeah, I, I didn't do pot until I was like 27, 28. Yeah. So I like I, yeah. I, I, I genuinely waited, but that was because I was like an insecure weirdo. But like she is like seems like a a thoughtful person who has friends and uh, yeah, she's been extremely thoughtful. She's incredibly emotionally. Um, aware like she she's just an incredible I'm so in awe of her all the time she um when she was she's 15 now when she was 13 <clears throat> that summer um when she was going from eighth to ninth grade mm-hmm. <clears throat> it was the day before the last day of school right and she's like mommy I have a crush and tomorrow at school it's the last day I'm gonna tell her oh so my daughter's openly gay so mm-hmm. I should I should preface with that and she goes and tomorrow the last day of school i'm going to tell her how i feel whoa like, so look so i'm like to her face you know yeah, I mean? <laughs> yeah exactly i would have never and any like even now i'm like to their face like i would have never told anyone to their face at 13 oh, years old God. that i what and she goes yeah like you know to her i'm just gonna you know i feel like it's the last moments like we're going into high school i should you know i'm like yeah girl live it out loud like, yeah do it so I come home from work that evening. She's in her room devastated. 
right? Oh. So I'm like, so I'm like, what happened? And she's like, I can't even tell. So I'm like, okay, you know what? You don't need to tell me anything. I'm gonna go get ice cream. We're gonna sit nice. and we're gonna gorge, right? And That's nice. Don't tell me anything. So we, I get two pints of ice cream and we're just sitting. And she comes in my room now. And we're just sitting there eating ice cream silently, and then she starts talking, right? And she's like, I told, remember the girl I told you I had a crush on? I told her and she called me a freak in front of everyone. Ah. And, yeah. And in front of everyone called me out and, and like stormed off and just left me standing there, like in front of all of our, you know, front, whatever. Just yeah. Yeah. Here, yeah. You know, feeling, I mean, can you have that feeling? Dude. And you know, that's the moment where regardless if it's true or not, everyone turns and looks at you yeah. yeah and you are literally the cheese standing alone you know what i mean and so i'm so i'm like wow so i'm like do you want my advice or do you know do you just want me to listen do you want me to hear my opinion she's like no i want you to like tell me something right yeah i said well these are just my opinions and just my experience with people i'm you know i don't know anything for sure i said but typically when people have that kind of a visceral react like such a harsh reaction to such a sweet thing and I said because if I know anything about you whatever she said was said in the kindest most loving way possible oh yeah, yeah. um and I said but when people have such a painful and harsh reaction to something like that it's usually because they're confused on the inside themselves they're mm -hmm. uncomfortable and their fear is that you see something in them that they haven't come to terms with so mm -hmm. now they need to put it all back on you and get, you know what I mean, get that spotlight and that feeling off of them. I said, or she's just a really fucking horrific person. Yeah. And you, you know what I mean? And good, good on you. Like, you know, yeah. you know, and you don't ever want any contact with that person, you know? And I said, and um, you just remember that, you know, you don't have to hate her or, you know, say mean thing or anything like that, but just remember how this person made you feel. And then yeah. act accordingly, you know, with them. You don't have to allow people like that into your space. That's so great that's, advice. That's fantastic advice, and I wish that my mom had told me that about some of the people. Girl, you check out check out the rest. This is why this is I'm telling this telling the story so you can understand who she is emotionally. I'm just so impressed by her. So, uh, so that's Thursday. Thursday was the last day of school. Friday comes. She leaves town with her friend Kylie. Um, every year they they have this uh, pool party that they do. Um, at the end of the school year, <clears throat> and she's usually gone for the whole weekend. That's her best friend, and they have a ball, whatever. But I never talk to her when she's with her, her best friend. Right. Ever. So that's Friday. She leaves. Saturday, I get, she calls me, and I'm like, oh, my God, what's wrong? You know, because you never call me. And she's like, nothing's wrong. Calm down. But do you remember the girl from the other day who I told you I had a crush on that really humiliated me and hurt my feelings? I said, yeah. What, did you run into her? She goes, no. But she sent me a text apologizing and wanting to hang out. Whoa. Right, and I said, oh, I said, okay. So well, what did you say? She goes, I don't know yet. And I said, okay, well, what are you gonna do? She's like, mommy, I, I, I don't know. I just wanted to give you that update. I said, okay, well, don't worry about it. I said, have fun. I'll see you Sunday or Monday, whatever day she was coming. Mm -hmm. She comes home Sunday. Um, she doesn't say anything about it. I don't ask. Monday comes around and we're kind of hanging out watching cartoons or something in my room. <laughs> So I said, hey, um, Squish. I call her the Squishy. I'll explain that later. I said, <laughs> so, hey, Squish, um, did you ever respond to that text from the girl? And she goes, I did. And I said, do you want to share? Like, can we, can we wrap this up in a bow? You know, yeah. what, what's going on? And she goes, well, <clears throat> I thought about it. And I accepted her apology. I told her that I appreciate her apology. Um, however, I don't think that she's someone that I want to have in my life. Damn. Yes. 
Damn. No, that's great. At 13. At 13, boy could have like all but kicked me in the balls. I'd have been like, you apologize? You want to be my boyfriend now? Yeah. Oh my god. That's gosh. like that's the gene. That's the good. That's no. your genes kicking in, though, Frankie. That's your that's your genes kicking in. Because no, you're very because you don't you you like to talk. You're good at chatting. You're good at you're good at chatting with people. You're good at like being funny. You're good at like being yourself at all times. Like that's great. Oh my god. That's her that... dad. Like her dad was bold like that. At yeah. Age. I was not. I would like I said. I was a sap. I would have one hundred percent fallen for the apology. I would have absolutely Me been too. like, fuck you, mom. I'm going to hang out with my new boyfriend, bitch. Like that would have been, <laughs> that would have, I would have been a complete sucker, a total simp and like would have went for it. Yeah, Me too. Yeah, a hundred percent I would have went, but she's so emotionally like intact. Oh I just, yeah, I just really, I can, I actually can trust her to make good choices. You know what I mean? Like I don't really worry about her making the right choice. Yeah doing drugs or having sex or any of those things because we talk about all the things Ugh. you know um so yeah it's pretty it's, it's pretty we're actually starting our own mother-daughter parenting podcast Ooh. yeah yeah it starts next uh friday I'm, I'm sorry starts the first friday black history month um it's called bi by the way dot 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 they're gay mm-hmm. uh, oh. yeah so we're going to talk about all things parenting lgbtq and we'll have experts come on It'll, it's going to be fun that's so Ooh, great that's great that's that sounds- rules Truly, uh, uh, I get the experts to come on and talk to Kenise. <laughs> oh my god! Well, well first off, oh I don't. Of course, I'm gonna have my god damn. I love this. <laughs> I'm gonna, of course, not have her come on on the should you out people or not episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Having Kenise on that episode, <laughs> a licensed psychologist, so we can unpack that night. Oh yeah. my gosh! It's so nice. It's so nice. <laughs> no, that's such a great story about your daughter. That like yeah. makes me hopeful for like future generations. Just 100%. like because I feel like we we grew up in a time where like everyone was we we got the internet for the first time, but at the same time we were dealing with like traditional like jock stereotypes and like people being mean to each other and like face to face kinds of way. Yeah. Uh, and so like we there I don't know whatever we we grew up in a an environment where we would never have learned to be that strong and to be that thoughtful and to be that, uh, uh, you know, kind. And also at the same time, like defending yourself like that. But if kids like that are being taught that, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> I certainly hope so. For sure. But I, I mean, I also, you know, I didn't get to ask my parents questions. I wasn't al- I like, literally it. wasn't allowed to have an opinion or to feel certain ways. You know what I mean? Like, any- yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, anything to do with sex was, that was a yeah. known you don't need to talk about it. You don't need, you don't have any questions about it. If you do have any sort of anything around sex, mm-hmm. it makes you a bad person. Like you yes. were a whore. You were, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Like in my house, my family is Muslim. You know yeah. what I mean? Okay. So well, that makes, yeah. That was yeah. like a hard no. Like, oh my goodness. No, no, no. Like we didn't, I didn't even, when I got my period, I didn't even know what my period was because I didn't get to go to sex ed. My, I didn't get the, the permission time. Because then you have to have a permission slip. Yeah. So I had to go like to the library with the fucking weird kids. Like, you know, those really weird kids, the actual weird kids <laughs> that are somewhere like eating paste at yeah, yeah. 15. I was like in a room with those kids. You know what I mean? They were looking boogers at my face. Like, yeah, it was. And I, I would sit in the room. I'm like, I wonder, 
wonder what the no-no spots are about. You know, and I didn't know. Yeah. yeah. When I got my period for the first time, I thought I was like bleeding out. Like I thought I was in trouble. I thought I had done something like wrong. And so I was like, just like crying in secret and hiding, you know, this this wound. I thought it was, you know, I didn't oh, know. What it was. Yeah, it's very sad. No, it, and I was just like, hi. And then my grandmother, like probably by the third period, my grandmother found like one of my, because I was like having to get, they would have to buy me underwear, like, you know. Yeah. So, but I was like hiding them in different places. And then when I would get them together and throw it away, like secretly, and my grandma found, and she was like, came in my room, was like, what the fuck is it? You know, she didn't explain, like, oh, it wasn't a gentle, like, yeah, oh, hard. Yeah. Are you hiding your underwear because you're ashamed of your period? Let me sit down and talk to you very gently about what's going on and your changing body. No, it wasn't. That was, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what a yeah. terrible context to put around what's happening to you that's very natural. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I, I didn't grow up in like that, that, that repressive environment. My parents just didn't talk about it and I didn't feel comfortable talking to them about it and we were both okay with it. But I think, <laughs> like, you know, like that kind of thing where it's like, no, this is just not part of our relationship, which is, you know, part of the same thing. I don't ever blame my parents for that because that's probably how they grew up. They grew up like their grandparents are like, you talk sex. What? No, this is. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Like, yeah. This is very different from. We are like yeah. the first generation of like people who understand that there are alternate ways to talk about uh, sexuality and, and accepting oh, sure. yourself uh, mm -hmm. uh, and dealing with your changing body in a way that is not shameful so absolutely yeah i think my I daughter to... just the other day she, i'm i'm working on something she just cracks me up so much all the time and she comes over and she stands at my desk and she goes mommy why are all the words for for semen wait, what did she say why are all the words for semen and sperm so gross like jizz why jizz why are they doing that to disease it's an underrepresented letter like why did they... and so she's going on this whole diatribe about the word jizz and gum and I'm just dying laughing. Yeah. But I'm looking at her, the, my whole point is I'm looking at her and how freely she gets, she can talk mm -hmm. and like she can share her thoughts and her feelings on things. And it's really not a big deal because I've also, we've also taught her, my husband and I both have taught her that words are just words, that they're just simply that they're just words. There's no such thing as good words or bad words occur. Those aren't real, that's not a real thing. Yeah. There's yeah. words that are, that are appropriate in different, situations and then there's words that are may not be so appropriate like you can't go to school and be like fuck that like you can't do that but if you bang your toe in the bathroom and i hear you go fuck you're okay so that makes sense you're allowed to yeah say. yeah um, the context you know, yeah context matters right mm -hmm. interesting so, yeah so it's made this really interesting human like just really fucking interesting human yeah yeah i was like Wait, i was told about sex and we talked about sex when i was growing up but it was also a thing that like i wasn't expected to do and it wasn't necessarily discussed in like a hey this is a thing that will give you pleasure sort of way so i just like when i was growing up i was told about sex when i was six years old but i was like why would anyone do that <laughs> like <laughs> That yeah, you also like, watch Sex in the City growing up. Yeah, we watched up. Sex in the City. Nah, that's like, not good. That's not a good way it to It didn't help me, I like, come to terms with, like, oh, I should prioritize, like, my feelings or, like, it's a lot of, does this guy like me versus do mm -hmm. I even like this guy? So, yeah, yeah. It's like, I wish that I had, oh, man, I just, Frankie, I'm so excited to see what your daughter does. She seems like a cool lady. I'm excited to see what she does. Well, 
it looks like she's because we're also working on pitching a TV show to Nickelodeon together. Ooh. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, which I'm really excited about because she's helping me to get the kid kind of the kid perspective. Mm -hmm. And she's kind of built out the backstory for one of the main characters, like in this really interesting way. Like it's she's just she's just brilliant. And I just really thoroughly enjoy having all these different opportunities to work with her. So I, I you know, my goal, I don't ever want her to work for anyone. My goal is to really <clears throat> help her and put her in a position where she's just working for herself, that starting is. with the podcast, starting with this show that we're writing and get her the experience that she needs. So as she grows up and goes on and goes through college, if she decides to, she'll already have the foundation for what it is she wants to do. She wants to be in entertainment in some aspect. That's so, so she's cool. Already, That's, yeah. yeah, she's already working, you know, towards doing that and attaining that. Um, and so yeah, I'm excited to see how she grows and it and makes me grow, you know what yeah. I mean? Because she, I, seriously, she, she's my go-to for advice. Like she'll come and like, mommy, you look like you need to talk. And I'm like, oh my God, girl, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and That's she so nice. The, yeah, she gives the best advice. Like she's just a really, a really cool individual. To have oh. a grown up kid like that, that is like really, that's like, that's the, that's the dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's, a, she's a very like I, I and I think my husband and I've talked about this before we would feel comfortable with her like if she was ready to be in the world like I would feel comfortable with her being in the world now you know what I mean yeah, yeah. but she <laughs> here's another funny anecdote she went her friend uh, Kylie took her to for a week to Virginia Beach for her birthday um and they had their own uh suite uh her parents had a suite next door like with an adjoining door um but we didn't go and so, but she, you know, we talked every day or whatever, and she had a great time and she comes back and she comes to my room and she goes, you know, I don't think I'm really ready for vacations without my parents. And I was like, what? Wow. She's okay. Like, she's like, yeah, I just, I don't think, she's like, yeah, it's not anything, nothing happened, nothing's wrong. Everything was great. We had a really good time. She's like, but I just don't think I'm mature enough for that right now. And, I, and in my mind, I'm like, the fact that you don't think that you're, that you can tell me that you're not mature. Yeah actually says you're well being yeah well, yeah you know, exactly. more than return of but I get you and and that's cool and you know and you don't have to do that again if you don't want to she's like okay cool but if we do like I would prefer my like my parents today like just you know yeah. she's very I don't know she's just a cool fucking kid yeah that oh, rocks that's so cool yeah that is really you're painting really a great cool. picture of parenthood and like kid well being uh, around I think it's important for moms to see that with daughters. And that's why I'm excited to do this with her. Mm -hmm. You always hear about, you know, mama's boy, like, you know, moms and, and sons being close and kind of maintaining that relationship, you know, through raising them through teenage years mm -hmm. and on into adulthood. And so many, many times I have girlfriends who are just women that I know that can come up to me after shows that have um, teenage daughters and that, you know, they, and it's like the bane of their existence. And they don't know how to, I don't know how to talk to her. I don't know how to deal with her. You know, oh my God, how do you do it, Frankie? How do you manage? And then I'm, I'm like, my kid's pretty fucking cool. Like we don't have, you know, I'm like, we don't, I don't. You haven't her. established an adversarial relationship. Like I remember oh. growing up, it was very much so like, I am the mom and you are the daughter. And like, I love my mom, but it, it was very much so like the idea of my mom taking my advice on anything is literally so foreign to me. Yeah. Like it's like, to give her the respect and the space to say like I see you as a person who has your own opinions about things and those are worthy and valid of exploration oh my god yes I just yeah 
and That's it's amazing. also cool to have like a parent who is also cool and 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 I, and I say this in like not just like cool like about the things you like in your taste but cool in a way where you have your own life you're doing you're pursuing your dream and you're you're trying to be your own boss and your daughter is watching you go through that and your daughter is watching you have an independent life and like you know not necessarily she's not you know everything she's not everything to you right she is but she's not like you know you're doing the thing right I, yes a lot of yeah. make you're that pursuing pitfall. your yeah. life For and sure. i think that that is so important to have parents that exist in the world in a meaningful way that isn't just my kids are my life or like yeah. everything i do is in service of my children which is you know not always bad it's great but, like that's so guilt inducing for it is to be like yeah, i gave right. up everything for you and it's like well i never asked you to do that but but, but at the same time of course you didn't ask them to do that but at the same yeah. time that's like because it's like the parents don't want to fuck up so they're just like okay right like i have to revolve everything around my child it's it's not ill-intentioned it's just doesn't necessarily give you like the best example for I don't I know, I'm also, not a parent, so don't. I think a lot of times, though, yeah. like the people I know that have done that, that that their life is kid centric. Like the only, you know, the only focus they have is right. the kid. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, they've done that for a couple of reasons. One, they feel like failures in their own life, and they're trying to get their kids to go down these routes that they weren't unable to go down successfully. Right. Um, and two, they have shortcomings within themselves that they don't want to deal with, and so but they can be the world's best parent and that can be the thing that they can stand on and that can shine. Right, yeah. right. You can't make anything your identity except yeah. who you are as a person. Like I realized when, when the, especially when the pandemic hit, comedy was in a lot of ways becoming my identity. Right. Mm-hmm. And then when, when the pandemic hit and comedy was gone, I was like, oh, wait a minute, fuck, shit. <laughs> <laughs> who am I? You know what I mean? Like, not yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? You guys get that. You know, 100%. You that. Yeah. And and now I'm learning and growing in a different way. I'm learning to be a writer. I'm writing a book. I just got picked up by a, with a literary agent. So I'm congrats. super excited. Yeah, congrats. That's really awesome. Oh, I cannot tell you how over the moon I am for people to see this book. It's it's going to be this journey of just exploration and trauma and, and falling and getting up. And the story is really, it's not about survival. It's about redemption because, mm. or resurrection rather. Because, you know, in a lot of points in this story, people will see that, you know, the thing that I, a thing that I went through really actually killed me in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, I don't think we hear that story enough. We always hear the story of, you're a survivor, girl, you're going to survive. And yeah. that's not the truth. You know, I mean, a lot of times people are walking around dead in their own skin. Yeah. We, you know, we need to learn how to, how to rise beyond that, how to be resurrected from that. So that's, that, that's what this story is with, you know, me and my husband's love story kind of sprinkled in the background of the whole thing because he's been there my whole life. Yeah. You know, in some weird form. So, yeah. Uh, I'm so excited. I'm going to order your book when it comes out. I'm just like, really? Yeah, book. dude. Okay, so I'll come on and we'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah that would be fucking dope. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I completely agree. The pandemic has really like given me the opportunity to like take a step back and just realize what I prioritize and like what I don't. Mm-hmm. And like, de- like de- allow me to develop good habits for that. When this, when we do start to resume something close to a, a life of normalcy, I can like healthily re-enter the world. Yeah, I'm very lucky to have that opportunity to do it, but like it's good that I did. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, yeah. yeah, I'm glad that you did the same thing. Yeah, I mean, it just like like I said, it just really let me re- let me realize one, I was doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was doing it wrong in the sense of comedy. I thought that 
So I think, and I think a lot of it stems from, Kenise probably can relate to this, being a woman and being a black woman in comedy. Mm-hmm. You have to move a lot differently than everyone else because the opportunities are not at your door. They're not at your feet. People aren't, don't want you on their shows. Yeah. So you don't get the, the oh, new girl on the block. Oh, she's cute or she's this. Hey, I'm going to book. You don't get that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what, what, noticing I wasn't getting that early on when I started stand-up, I started going out every single night. Like I had a corporate job. I'd go to work from 7 a.m. till, you know, 4.35, mm-hmm. I'd go home, I'd make dinner for Charles and my daughter, and then I'd get in my car and I'd go out and I'd be out till three in the morning, hitting like three, four, five mics every single night for right. two years straight, Monday through Sunday, no days off, mm-hmm. because and, until people started saying my name. I didn't ask any, I've never asked anyone to book me, unless it's like a thing that I love that I might hit a friend up. I'm like, yeah. hey, I know you have this, you know, if you ever, you know, yeah. I'm available, whatever, but in the way of like people like seeing shows like hey I want to get on your show and I, I didn't do that yeah you know, I tried it a couple of times I, I realized no one wanted me on their shows and I'm like, okay well I'm gonna let people tell you to put me on their shows yeah so I started going on then other comments you know I, I started hearing oh shit I heard you were funny as shit I hear you're I hear you're funny and I'm like mm-hmm. that book me on your shit <laughs> yeah 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 exactly <laughs> you know and then I started crushing at shows you know what mm-hmm. I mean like back to back to back to back to back to back to back because I did all my bombing at the mics. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I went home and cried in my car and I would never go home on a bomb. I didn't give a shit how late it was. I'm going to find another mic. I'm going to find a hang. I'm going to find somewhere to not bomb <laughs> before I, I come home. I, res- I that, as that, a sleepy lady, yeah. that <laughs> sounds exhausting. Oh, it, no. Now, mind you, I wanted to kill everyone in my life. I never slept. I hate <laughs> everyone. Yeah. Huh. But, you know, at this, but when I, when I say that I made me being funny, that was my focus. I was the only thing that was important being funny on stage. Yeah. And there's so much more to this than that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now being in this stasis period with the whole world, I'm like, oh, I should have been right. Cause I've also never written a joke down on paper. I keep in catalog, everything, everything is just, here? all of, everything's just up here. No oh, written on paper, except for when I've been asked to submit for a, a thing. Yeah. Um, and now I got to sit down and you know <laughs> write these jokes out and I don't even know because it, it's all in it's, you know it's got a, a foundation but I kind of feel you know depending on the mood and the room and what's going on and what someone just said or you know yeah. I, I kind of shuffle the stuff around and fill it in as I go for sure, um, for sure you know so this taught me like oh no bitch you need to be a fucking professional you know what I mean like you can't just be the Jay-Z of, of stand-up you know you need to really be sitting down writing things and creating things that you can monetize yeah yeah now i've learned how to write scripts i've learned how to put together a podcast i've learned how to get sponsorship for a podcast i've learned learning now how to write a book i've learned how to write a pitch deck you know i'm learning all of these these skills and these tools yeah so that you know when things open up and you know all of these things start happening i'm gonna be fucking money you know what i mean because i have to back up being funny do you get oh. what I'm saying? And, and yeah, we that's great. Need, you know, we all yeah, need you you have the requisite skills, like the other. I'm just skills. like super excited, like yeah, just <laughs> I'm excited to see all this stuff come to fruition. I just oh, I'm very girl. excited for you. Yeah, girl, I'm I'm really um, you know, I, I just feel I just feel really blessed and honored to just kind of have the trajectory that I've had. So I haven't seen like the monetary success yet, which is fine, but mm. I have a firm belief and I can feel that it's coming, you know? Yeah. You know, yeah. And I, I can just really, I can feel it. Like I knew NBC was going to be my foray into the industry. Yeah. In 2014, 
my, I, you know, my, I, my girl, you know, Glow Butler. Yeah. She's the one that told me about Stand Up NBC in 2014, and when she told ah. me about it, I said, "That's how I'm getting into the industry." I don't know when or how, but that's that's going to be my way in. Yeah, you know and then I mean? you won the whole thing. Yeah, and I won the whole thing. thing. You know what I mean? And but that was all fortuitous too, because I wasn't even supposed to be there. I wasn't not auditioning. Mm -hmm. I just so happened to be in New York. Like it was all happenstance. You know what I mean? And I didn't even want to do it. I was like, ah, I don't feel like it. I don't even really care. I don't want to. And then you you did it. And then yeah. I did it. You know what yeah. I mean? And I, I remember calling my husband because I was supposed to go to my friend's funeral that next day. But I got into the semifinals. And yeah. I remember calling my husband. I was like, babe, okay, I know this is going to sound insane, right? <laughs> I know this is going to sound yeah. crazy. But I think I have a shot at winning this NBC stand-up competition. I think I have to stay in New York. I don't think I can go to the funeral. And he goes, bitch, yeah. if you don't stay and, do and live your dreams, <laughs> yeah. if you come back here to go to, to she's going to be dead when you get back. If you don't <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> you don't stay and live your fucking dreams. Don't come home no more. Like, just, you, oh. you know. It's also like it's like it's also like when you do become famous or when you do get this success that you 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 feel like you you want, you have to be prepared to like deal with that success. Oh, yeah. And that's what all this is about: learning how to podcast, learning how to write a pitch deck. Because then you're the, like, because like you said, it it's happenstance, right? This the way that you become super famous or get the thing you you want isn't isn't always a, a straight line it's dotted no. it's like right yeah so you just got to be prepared for when you are so like that's why you see when people get success later in their life there's so much they they produce so much better content because they're just they're 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 ready they have the yeah. skills they've they achieved have the, the they can back achieved. it up it's not a flash in the pan it's like right. yeah. and, and yeah. especially with stand-up too i feel like I have not written, obviously, I'm not going to be a, a sycophant like that, but um, I feel like I have so many hour long specials just from different chunks in my life. Yeah. Like right. book I'm writing, each fucking chapter is an hour special. Like the opening chapter is called, is titled Chapter One, The First Time I Died. You know what I mean? And yeah. there's legitimate mm -hmm. clinical, when I was eight months old, I clinically died. You know what I mean? Like I was yeah. in coma for six weeks mm -hmm. and died. And that story alone, Girl, that story, I'm like, I can just write. And then there's another chapter, um, the time my mom tried to murder suicide me. Like again, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. That's the real thing that happened. Right. You know what I mean? And and if I if and we as humans, if we're not grown past and forgive, you know, have forgiveness in our heart and we haven't dealt with all of that stuff, I couldn't have written about that at 20. Yeah. <laughs> No way, no way. Because the thought of it, I would burst into tears. I could never talk about it, but you know, until now. Now I can talk about it and I can make that shit funny. And oh, now yeah. what chapter is the part the chapter where you broke into Mark Wahlberg's house? <laughs> <laughs> First the fuck of all, Rohan. <laughs> First the fuck of all, my nigga. Uh, <laughs> no, I didn't break into his house. I was living, this is right before I met my husband. I was actually uh -huh. dating a dude who who I only dated because he kind of looked like Mark Wahlberg. Okay. <laughs> That's great. That's yeah, great. I, oh, I'm a monster. I, yeah. I, I was, oof, mm, oof, not a good person when I was younger. Like, okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Total fuck boy. Yeah. Um, and so I, but he was dumb as a bag of hair. Like, sometimes was, you need that though. I'm no, not, no, there is a line. Not for a long time, uh -huh. but like sometimes it is fun to sleep with a hot idiot. I'm just gonna, just, yeah. That's true, but he was also terrible in bed. 
Okay, then no, oh, never mind. No. I take it all back. Yeah, it was just I was so like, if he's good in bed, yes. If he's bad in bed, why are you there? So pretty though. So good looking. Like, <laughs> but, oh, whatever. Anyway. Um, so I, I moved to LA and I remember when I was leaving, I was breaking up with him. And he's like, he knew of, of my obsession with Mark Wahlberg. And I'll never forget him saying to me, as long as you're going to go to LA and hang out with Mark Wahlberg. And I told him, I said, you don't know me. I can do anything. And, th- and that was like our last conversation. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then, so the night that I spent at uh, Mark's house, I was just like, he didn't know me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I felt so vindicated. <laughs> I can do anything I want. And you know, explain though, how did you get? Yeah, how did you get there? How did you send a night in my Wahlberg's house? So me and my, so my sister was in LA with me too. Um, Mm -hmm. You guys will meet her one day. She's actually working on a a project with me now, but she was in LA too. We were singers together, like our whole life, right? Okay. And, um, but we were never, so we were never really serious about it. Like Mm -hmm. we didn't know, we just felt like, the right person just needs to hear us sing and then we're going to be famous, right? Like that's how that works. We have these very like underdeveloped minds in a lot of ways because we didn't get to experience a whole lot. You know what I mean? So our, we weren't, but anyway, but this is also the sister that was kidnapped that I didn't know about until we were eight. That's a whole other chapter. But okay, anyway. gotcha. Uh, okay, okay. So, I will read this book is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> You're only selling this book even more. Yeah. So, uh, so um, we're in LA. Um, so I don't know if you know who Robert Altman is. Uh, yeah, I, I know Robert. I know, I mean, I know who he is. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so his son, Robert Altman Jr. is a very close friend of mine, right? He used oh. to be kind of like a dad to me and my sister, him and oh. his wife. Uh, yeah, the sweetest, one of my, that's what I was living with and staying with when I was, when I go to LA. Um, so anyway, so he had a friend who had a music studio so he took us down there to introduce us to this guy because he was going to help us write a country album. We wanted to be country singers, like the first black sister country singers, right? Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. Um, K. Michelle's doing it now. Whatever, bitch. Thought of it first. So, Still your idea. It's my idea. So we go to this guy's house and he's some big hibbity who like he wrote um, Secret Lovers back in the day. Like he was some, he was like a producer. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so we had all these contacts and connections. There's this guy down there while we're kind of singing for this producer. And he's like, oh my God, I want to, like, you guys are amazing. I want to, want to, I want to work with you. It turns out that that guy was Mark Wahlberg's cousin. Oh. Yeah, and so Johnny was like taking us to all these industry parties and like introducing us to people. Um, Alfonso Ribeiro is an asshole, by the way. Uh, Damn. All right. You heard it here in the pod first. Yeah. Breaking news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can Carlton dance your way out of my life, Alfonso. Uh, totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. And, uh, so one night he invites us to um, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's birthday party. And oh, wow. um, we get there at the door and the bouncer's like, uh, I don't see your names on the list. You guys can't get in. And I'm right. like, well, we're, we're, we're supposed to be meeting, you know, this person here, Johnny, whatever, we're supposed to be meeting him here. Uh, yeah, right. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Fuck it. And, and this is how long ago it was. This is in the late nineties. I go next, like to the next, like on the wall right there, there's a pay phone. And I, cause I didn't have a cell phone at the time. So I called Johnny's cell phone. I'm like, Hey, we're outside. They're not letting us in. We're, I'm just letting you know, we're getting ready to go home. He's like, no, 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 no. Stay right there. Don't move. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I guess. So I tell my sister, I'm like, I think he's going to come and get us. Right. She's like, okay, cool. 
he doesn't come. Leonardo DiCaprio comes to the door. And the Whoa. funny thing is that we had like partied with Leo a bunch of times in the past, like at different clubs. So we kind of knew each other tangentially, but not like we weren't friends like that. Yeah. But like we met before and he, and he knew our faces, right? Yeah. So he comes out and he looks and goes, oh, these two girls? Like, yeah, I know them. Come on in. Yeah. So, so we're walking past the bouncer. I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know that guy? He is the head of the pussy posse. <laughs> oh, sorry, right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. So um, we danced the night away. We like party at his table. Like it's just dude, a great rocks. time. This dude like bumps into me while he's dancing and Mark like gets up in his face. And I'm like, did Mark Walker just defend my honor? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That rocks. And so that night when we left there, it was like, Oh God, who knows? Like it was like two, three in the morning. It was late, right? Um, and he's like after party at my place. And we're like, oh, okay, bet. But it was just like me and my sister and him and Johnny, right? Mm-hmm. And the whole time, Mark was 100% trying to hook up with me. And um, Johnny, <laughs> this pudgy little bastard, Johnny apparently wanted to hook up with me as well. And so he like, so there was this moment when we're in Mark's living room and I'm sitting on the sofa and Mark's standing like kind of on this banister. He had a five level house, by the way. Of course. At the time. Uh, it, it was discussed with an elevator, like in a secret room, like all this wild. <sighs> nice. Um, and, and he had this portrait of himself in a purple, like crushed velvet suit with a king crown and a pimp stick. It was this portrait. Funnier thing is that Michael Rappaport has that sa- had that same portrait in his house. And they gotten them done together as some like weird friendship joke. Like, and I know, right? It was very, it was very, yeah. very weird detail. Okay. Um, and uh, there's this moment where I'm sitting on the sofa. He's standing like by the railing and he's like checking me out. And I'm checking him out. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, are we fucking doing this? Like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to see what that third nipple do. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So he, I go, um, I was like, hey. And he goes, hey. And he starts to walk towards me. And then here comes Johnny. Oh. Just like comes and intercepts, whispers something in his ear. And then Mark like kind of just rolled out from there. And he was like, well, it's nice meeting you, whatever, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, we could have. Oh. Yeah, I was like, oh, Yeah, no. Um, that, that, yeah, we need to get into all these stories at some point. Yeah. Because there's oh, a lot sorry, going yeah, on there. Way over time, my bad. Yeah. No, it's fine. <laughs> It's no, totally it's fine. totally fine. Yeah, we yeah. Just, I just like, damn, you knew Leonardo DiCaprio, and th- and again, sorry, not to not to bring this up again, but this is like Pussy Posse Leo DiCaprio. This is like him, uh, yeah, Tony McGuire, uh, I from Entourage. Form. Yeah, it was prime form, prime, prime form. Yeah, okay. All right. yeah. So there's a lot of juicy stories there. Yeah, I'm looking well, forward I, to reading this book again. Yeah, me too. Yeah, <laughs> he was. I will say this: literally, the sweet, he's so so fucking sweet. Just a sweet, sweet uh, human. That's yeah, nice really, really nice guy. Yeah, genuinely nice guy. I mean, also super hot. Like he's way of better looking. Way better looking in person. Yeah. Oh, okay. He looks like a monster on TV. Like that, comparatively speaking, in person, it's like, oh, your skin doesn't have any pores. Like I don't know. What <laughs> the, the fact that you could speak to these people, like again, I yeah. and so I, I just be like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get it. Kenise is not that. Kenise grabbed Ryan Gosling's butt once. Because he offered. Yeah. He offered it. Why were we talking about my bullshit? 
explain, bitch. No. What? <laughs> yeah. We are coming up on the hour. I will say this very quickly because uh, we do need to wrap up soon. Uh, so, no, my friend, everyone knew I was like a big fan of Ryan Gosling. And I was living in D.C. at the time. And he was at a Senate hearing for Ugandan refugee children, I think. Of course, and, of course like he does. Of course. And my friend got me into the hearing and it was only young women. And I think they were kind of upset because it was only young women, <laughs> no like policymakers or like people who could do anything to help Ugandan refugee children. But we sat there, we listened, Fair. I hung back. They were like, no photos. And I pretended to drop a pen. And then, so I was like under the thing when they cleared a lot of people out, but not everybody. Then they were like, okay, we'll let you guys do photos. And I was like, okay. But everyone was doing the same thing. And they were all like, oh my God, we love you. The notebook changed my idea of love. And I was like, like, okay. no, I'm not going to do that. So I pretended to be a reporter. <laughs> I had a briefcase and a I legal love pen. You for, I and love I was you. like, um, hi, I'm Kenise Mobley. I'm with, um, doesn't matter, but like, um, <laughs> yeah. you mentioned you're here on the floor of the U.S. Senate petitioning for a better treatment of Ugandan refugee, refugee children. I know that you are Canadian. What are you suggesting that the Canadian government do about this crisis? Uh, and he said nothing. And he looked very surprised that I was asking him that. And then he, question, yeah. yeah. And I like start to write down nothing. And he tells me to stop writing that down. And then he's like, oh, Canada isn't in the position that the U.S. is to actually enact change. And uh, yeah, but then like chicks come and bum rush him and start like kissing him. And he's like, ah, this is weird. Uh, and then they the, they leave and I was like oh my gosh it would be unprofessional of me not to get a photo with you I just I should do that I promise I won't sexually harass you like those other women and he was like if you're not going to sexually harass me what's the point and so we just took you're pictures right. of <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I just photos of me squeezing his butt and then okay goodbye and that's it that's it that's amazing yeah great I story that's an that incredible story, story. That's, oh my God, Denise is the sweetest living angel. She's mm -hmm. the only living, breathing angel on that's, the planet Earth. That's wildly untrue. Mm -hmm. No, it's 100%. Here's no, the last thing I'll say. I'm going to explain why I call my daughter the squishy. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because um, when she was little, uh, her favorite part of the pancake was the very center square. She would save all of them for the very last three bites. And because yeah. they were squishy and soaked with syrup and butter. Oh. And so that's her favorite part of the pancake. And she is the favorite part of my life. And so she's oh, like, oh, that's so sweet. my squishy. Oh. <laughs> First of all, one that's incredibly sweet too. Could not be more correct. Could not be more correct. <laughs> you don't like the pancakes. crispiness on the edges? No. no it's I hate the pancakes with the crispy. I, like I, I like the center to be squishy, but the sides to have you that know, just like a little. I hop. And then you just yeah. let you put the thing on, and then you those last bites of the the the, the center buttery syrup soaked bites are. You just get, if you're quiet as you eat them, you can hear your ass getting fatter. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It grew two sizes this day. Like it's yeah. Most yeah. delicious. I can't Thank wait till we can go to do, I can't wait till we can go to IHOP again. I'm going to yeah. eat at all the chains. I'm going to eat at Red Lobster. Too. I'm going to eat at IHOP. I'm going to eat at Applebee's in Times Square. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get a $15 cocktail. I'm going to get drunk in an Applebee's. I can't wait. Mm -hmm. um, I want to have a comics dinner um, yes. that we film. Get a, a, a bunch, like 15 comics together. I want to cook. And if we, can, if we can get one or two other comics that can cook well together mm -hmm. as well, we get like a spot we rent out that has a kitchen and we just film the whole weekend and call it a thing. Yeah. And there's just weed going around, food going around and just great, great comedic tales, no stand up, just great like 
dinner with friends. I don't know. We call it something, but I feel like that would be a great event that yeah. people would watch. You know what I mean? Like it would be fun and historic and just beautiful times. Yeah, with just amazing obscene delicious food floating around that is yeah. very important to me i was like the food has got to be on point it, heavy, yeah, right. yeah. i'm um, like low-key a chef like not even kidding like uh, if you especially if you eat meat i'm going I to do. fuck your life up like, okay ruin your life all right let's like, we'll rent a house maybe on yeah. the beach maybe in a vineyard somewhere and we'll just take it over film there i'm yeah. into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted that. So keep that in your brains. Okay. Right. Totally we it. still have to. I'm. I'm gonna write up what I think this high show should be. I'm not shitting. I shit you. Oh, no, I wasn't like joking about that. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I, I'm, and, I was like, and we really yes. talking about that because I think that's a super fun yeah. uh, comedy high show where yeah. a group of comics you have to get ten, like however many, like five comics each team. Yeah. yeah. Come on, to try to do a heist and everyone gets gets assigned a specialty. That'd I don't know dope. how to best shit, but yeah, now I'm a specialist at it. Yeah. And there's yeah. scenes where they each comic, whatever specialty you get assigned, you get trained by someone that does that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I want to be trained in knife throwing. I just I just <laughs> heard that. <laughs> just so everyone knows. It's like killing it's- someone episode one. Like yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, maybe we should build to that. Understood. The heist but- goes wrong immediately. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There could be other reasons I'm throwing a knife. I just want to know how to do it. Okay. I love it. But yeah, it would be it would be stuff like that. Like someone you would learn how to throw knives. You would learn how to like acrobatics, like yeah. um suspension cables. Like we you everyone this would, would be learn. this is gonna yeah. be such a fun show. Okay. Uh, yeah. Super fun. Kind of like the Nick show where you had to like capture the flag. Yeah. But yes. double better than that. Double yeah. there. Maybe that's what yeah. yeah, but, yeah. Double there. but better. Because it's yeah. like adult and it's like in the real oh, world. No, no, wait. And it's Look, capturing guts. shit you really there, want. There's that show Guts where you gotta go climb that little mountain, the Ira Crag. Remember that show? No, I have no idea what you're talking oh, about. Shit, that show <laughs> <a lot. laughs> Not to like no but you, but no, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, right. so this we have done more than an hour, but normally how we end every episode is with final thoughts. So things yeah. you thought about, things you reconsidered, things you just want listeners to know about you. Do you have any final thoughts? And um, take your time. We'll edit it out. And Rohan can give his or I can give mine in the meantime. Yeah, sure. Uh, so final thoughts. You can you can catch me every Tuesday night on the Comedy Hub Twitch channel mm-hmm. with uh, my co-host, Stephen Joseph Campbell, and our show, Nonprofits. Um, profits is spelled P-R-O-P-H-E-T-S. And we are a comedy podcast where we talk about social issues and then bring on experts in that, that work to eradicate that issue and raise funds for them live on the show. That's so cool. Um, Dude, that's really yeah, great. It's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. We, we just recently got a sponsorship with Lululemon. So they've been par- partnering with us on a nutrition series. That's really, really kind of fun. Nice. Congrats. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty exciting and fun. And then um, starting Friday, February 5th, you can also catch me on the same Twitch channel. But this time I'll be with my Delta, um, the infamous Bootsy French. And she and I will be talking all stuff parenting. The first episode is called Women with Swords. Um, we'll explain that on the show. Hell yeah. Nice. Looking sure. forward to it. Rohan, do you have any final thoughts? Oh, my final thought is that uh, continue living your life no matter how old you are. So like do the things that you've always wanted to do. You're never too old to do anything that you, you you're never too old to do anything. In fact, when you're older, you can enjoy the things you actually thought you enjoyed when you were young much better. So fucking do it. Get high every weekend. <laughs> like yes. fucking enjoy your life. Regardless of your circumstance. 
And where can people find you on the internet? Oh yeah, the internet. I am Rohan Cool Guy on Twitter, Rohan Padia Cool Guy on Instagram. This podcast, which you should like and review and rate and give us nice reviews. Say nice things about Frankie and our other guests. Say nice things about us. Like just fucking be cool, guys. Listen and rate and review. <laughs> yeah. Can I say where to find me? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah so um, if we're doing cool quotes, I'm going to use my favorite quote, which is uh, when life gives you lemons, take three or four of those lemons, put them in a tube sock and beat the shit out of life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was said by the great Frankie French. And then you can find me everywhere just at Frankie French and that's spelled F-R-A-N-Q-I-F-R-E-N-C-H. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, final thoughts for me. Uh, not think about what I say so much. Uh, not let yep. that cripple me and not allow me to speak to the people that I want to speak to, introduce myself to the people that I should be introducing myself to and just live in my truth as a straight woman. Okay. <laughs> and you can find me all over the internet at Kinesi Mobile. You know how to spell it. And yes, like, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. This has been Love About Town. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye, Bye everyone. Thank you, Frankie. Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.